I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, Episode 7. If it's your first time listening, welcome. And if you've listened to us before, welcome back. The Dad Batch Podcast is comprised of five fathers who build Star Wars costumes and troop together at events, conventions, and pretty much anywhere they let us in. We're dads of kids from toddlers to collegiates, and we support each other with dad tips as much as building tips. My name is Stephen Schultz, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And of course, with us, as always, the other Dad Batchers. Your space daddies. First up, he's a combat vet making Star Wars armor therapeutic. And he loves Sour Patch Kids. Joe Lara, how are you, sir? Sour Patch Kids are within arm's reach at all times. <laughs> I'm doing great, man. It's so good to see you all. How was your week? It was good. Uh, Saturday was the day in the garage. The wife had stuff to do, and I was in the garage sanding like a madman, which... My process is slow, so I didn't get much done, you know, but um, it was still good. And then, uh, and then I got to hang out with some of the veterans that I, I got to work with in the past. Uh, that was always good. Last night, spent about three hours with them, just helping them as they're looking at career transition, like what's next. That's always a big, huge question mark hanging over their head. Um, and I get to spend the same amount of time tomorrow night with them. So it's a good week. Bottom line, good week. Very cool, man. Very cool. I'm excited to hear more about that. Uh, next up, he's racked up enough frequent flyer miles to travel to Endor and back. Ramey Shanaday, how are you, sir? I'm I'm good. I wait every week to see what you're going to come up with next. <laughs> it's always so good. <laughs> and it's different most times, too. Uh, I'm tired, and I don't know if it's because of the frequent flyer miles, although it's definitely been because I've been putting miles onto my truck. Um, I it, Several days in a row, I've been back and forth to LA from from where we moved to, which is a bit of a haul. So that's been taking up all my time. And uh, what little time I did have left on uh, Saturday, all I managed to get done was a new uh, internet line in here to the office, which should hopefully help with any any quality problems on the call here. So <laughs> winning, right on. How, how far is your is your typical drive from where you live to LA? Uh, we're so uh, we're about a. 100 miles, I think, give or take a little more actually, um, north of LA and inland. So, but there's no straight shot from here to there. I've got to drive like an hour east or west just to be able to go south to go to, down there. So, um, and then you add in, add in LA traffic with that. And then, yeah, you're like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> fortunately, most of the times I had to go back and forth, it was at like weird hours. So it didn't really collide with traffic. But then Monday morning, Monday was the last day I had to be down there for for what I was helping some folks with. So hmm. interesting and cryptic at the same time. I like it. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot talk about it. 
<laughs> right on. Well, thanks for being here. He's the playboy of paint, the master of metallic, the king of chrome. He's with us tonight. John Rodriguez, how are you? <laughs> He's on mute, Playboy. I think. Oh my god, yeah, I was on mute. My bad, guys. Uh, <laughs> doing great? <laughs> wow, yeah, Mike, Mike's got me nervous, man. I, I, I didn't realize I muted myself. Um, doing good. My mic does look good, thank you. Yeah. Doing, doing how, good. How was your it week, was John? good. Uh, busy, worked a lot. I'm so tired. Um, but were you, were you working, working the, the nine to five job or are you working the, the cool both. job? <laughs> both. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm really tired. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm good though. Great. Uh, happy to be here as always with you guys and the new guy. <laughs> right on, man. Well, thank yeah. you. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't own a pair of chaps yet, but he does own a cowboy hat. It's the Greenhorn Bull Riding Brian Cook. How are Yeehaw! you, buddy? I rode a bull. I did go to some bull some bull riding. <laughs> I'm not getting chaps anytime soon. Sorry. I'm not Cad Bane over here. Oh, dude, you gotta build a Cad Bane. Be a lot cooler if you were. And then I can call you and then we can call you Dad Bane. Oh, oh dang. snap. And you still get a toothpick. Doesn't Ramey already have one? Oh, I mean, it I, would be. I don't know if I, I could pull I don't. Mask Brian, start, start the website. Get the social going. Dad Bane. Dad now. Bane. No. <laughs> Someone's probably already got it. How are you, buddy? Um, How was your week? I'm good. Super good. Uh, I think you were referring to us going to the PBR, which is the professional bull riding <laughs> event over the weekend, which was epic. Um, a friend of ours who's from this area, uh, he actually painted our house too. He uh, he hits us up and he goes, "Hey, do you guys want to go to PBR?" He goes, "It's a lot of fun." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's let's go." Girls were like, "Yeah, let's go." So we got Paps Blue Ribbon. What? No, it's not professional, it's professional bull, riding. bull riding. That's it, professional bull riding. Um, so now, from from what I understand, this is yeah. like a whole spectacle, right? It's like a big event. It was like going to an NFL game or an NBA game, like the production value, um, their logos, like it's teams. So it's like teams of, of writers. writers? And yeah. And they're like, and Carolina is the Carolina Cowboys and their logo sweet. It's like a, it's like a big cowboy hat with like a checkered bandana. Cause it's like race culture around here. So, but every team has like a rad name and a rad logo and it's music and lights and like, obviously it's bull riding, it's action. And the funniest thing was uh, our buddy, Marty, who invited us, I was like, this is really awesome. And he, he's into, uh, he used to be a professional dirt bike rider and he goes, yeah, man, like I don't like anything where people don't get hurt. <laughs> he's all, <laughs> he's all, like baseball. F that. I'm not watching that. It's boring. <laughs> He's all, I want to watch things where people can get hurt. I was like, I'm kind of with you on that. Dude, they're, so. they're, wearing, they're wearing helmets now, right? Like the evolution of it. So that's the funny thing. If you were born after 96, you have to wear a helmet. If you were born before 96, you don't have to wear a helmet. So there's some dudes that are older that are just old school, like out so, there with a cowboy hat. What's, like, what's the reasoning with that? Like, hey, you're you're – we're too it's, old. Screw it's like it. the it's like the rules of having to smog check your car. Yeah. Yeah. 
Totally. Like, oh, you're good. Don't, you're 46. It's all fine. Yeah. You go brain your dead. Life's already over. Your life's already over. You're old. Oh, your car's that old? Oh, yeah. There's nothing you can do to stop it. You're not saving anything by putting it Basically. in a brain bucket. So there was like three or four dudes that didn't wear it. And they're just like, I mean, those dudes are, those are men. Men. <laughs> <laughs> so right on man i'm 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 kind of jealous i i saw the pictures that you posted in our chat and Dude, they look they come to california it's definitely not they come to california sometimes so pbr professional bull riding not paps blue ribbon well thank you again everybody for t- oh wait what is this let we've got company when he's not building costumes or trooping like us or handcrafting literally hundreds of Star Wars-inspired ID cards. He's the host of his own podcast, Armor Party. We are so excited to have him on the show as our first guest. It's Hondo Supply himself, Mike Forrester. Mike! Hey! You know, when, I, when I'm waiting for everyone to get their intros, and I never know when to start talking. And so I just, I sit here and I wait, I listen, and I'm like, I'm ready to jump in from the top. And I'm like, I want to talk about PBR. <laughs> oh, that's what I want to talk about. Because one of my former students is in charge of the video production of the whole tour. Yes. So Amazing. he's got like the insight of like the whole, because you know, you go there and it looks like the Super Bowl, right? There's like the graphics. Totally. Quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the, so like, that's one of my former students that runs all that. It's amazing. That's it's amazing. incredible. Now I know why it's so good. Do you remember um, that run of the Chicago Bulls, the opening? That was like so good. What's that? What was that song they would play when the Chicago do, Bulls do, would do, run do, on? Do, 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 yes. Do, 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 do. Yeah. That's what I'm envisioning. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. envisioning. Yeah. It's that. It was awesome. And and then the point about the hot like the helmets. There was like one or two guys in the NHL that didn't have to wear helmets because they were grandfathered in. Do you guys remember that? This was like <laughs> this was like I'm from Detroit, right? So the Red Wings were like my team for the longest time. There were a couple guys that played without helmets. And I remember being like, that looks dangerous. I don't know if huge. it's huge. I don't know if it's like if they were just at that point, like, what are you gonna do? I mean, the goalies didn't used to wear helmets in hockey. That's so insane. Wild. You know, you know, uh, in the Mandalorian, Yoda, how or Yoda, <laughs> Grogu, he likes to play with the little shifter thing from the Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Like those guys just got two big ones of those, huge <laughs> cojones. Huge. <laughs> Literally in my in my uh, chaps, and, two and, giant and, steering knobs, and John Crondom. <laughs> Where this is going? Oh, You're still Mike. You're still muted, John. All right. Wow. Ah. Yeah. No, I, I was saying I missed the beginning that, of that that's joke. Too yeah. Buddy. Dang. Well, I'm. Yeah. I'm. T- I told you. I'm tired, man. I'm so distracted. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Well, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to interact with us more, follow us at the Dad Batch Pod on Instagram and check out our new merch at thedadbatch.com. Gentlemen, let's get into this thing right here. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, it's the weekly workbench. All right, guys, who's working on what? 
you know what? So today, I, my printer was just not. It's it's dialed in. You know, just like who's wearing the shirt today? Like probably you want to wear when it, when the printer's working. You just print stuff, right? I wasn't printing anything the last couple of days, and I felt bad. I'm like, I need to do something. So I just clicked on Disney Plus, started watching Clone Wars, saw the P1 helmet. I'm like, I don't have one of those. So guess what's on the printer right now? Nice. My first, my first P1 helmet. So, uh, it's, it's, dude, it's so easy. So you, when you know what you're doing, it's easy. When you don't know, eh. Have you, don't say that, Joe. Don't say that. Famous last words. Famous last words. Yeah. Yep. Have you uh, decided on a paint job for that yet? No. No. I mean, I was watching um, uh, Ghost Squadron. It was based, I love Waxer and Boyle, right? And uh, so was that. They're, they're going to Ryloth and... Just looking at that helmet, I'm like, that's a sexy helmet. Why don't I have that? And uh, so I haven't figured it out yet, though. The one that you're printing, is it animated or realistic style? Animated. Yeah, animated. Nice. Yeah. Yep, yep. But that's what I'm working on. Sweet. Um, well, uh, my printers aren't printing right now. My resin printers. Because <laughs> they, uh, some genius decided to update Cheetu Box or, or, or I don't know what. So none of my files are saving correctly. I tried to update my Mars 2 Pro printer. I think I did it everything in like the, the wrong order. It doesn't work. It's like doing commands that don't exist. I don't even know. Uh, so <laughs> that's my week. Oh, and I commissioned, uh, I have something coming. I have uh, uh, the mask from Prey, the Feral Predators bone mask. Nice. <clears throat> I uh, commissioned Crossfire Props to print me that. Um, and Chrome it. Well, there's pieces that are like metallic. I, I'm not going to do the whole thing like I said. It. Actually, I might. We'll see. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Done. Yeah, we'll see. Just do it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to paint that. I think it comes Friday. So um, yeah, so I, I have nothing. I've just been working a lot. And uh... <sighs> John has so much Illumiluster. I just see him like washing his hands with it. <laughs> And then, and then drying his drying his hands on on a towel that he already chromed. Yeah, he's like the dude in like, Mad Max, just yeah. brushing his teeth. I sure chrome. Yeah. We'll, chrome. Yeah. we'll see John at the gates of Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, he's like Goldmember, but with Illumilaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's good paint. I love Illumilaster. It's it's. I love chrome. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, that's that's that was what I did. Printers don't work, and I'm waiting on stuff, and that's it. Nothing. Well, I got this in the mail this week, and I haven't. I got the oh. uh, what is this? Uh, Trapper Wolf nice. Black Series helmet. I purposely haven't opened it yet because we're gonna do another unboxing on the YouTube channel. Nice. Oh, yeah, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. This it looks pretty cool. You know, I was looking at the fake weathering that they did on the on the wolf logo <laughs> on it, and um, I was like, eh, it looks a little heavy handed. But I was comparing it to his actual. Um, uh, season two appearance when they were flying next to Din Djarin. No, that was Book of Boba Fett. No, nope, you're right. No, no, uh, anyway. it was Mando. Well, you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, his first appearance wasn't weathered, but his second appearance was like super weathered. So he saw some action in between in between that. Um, so I did that, and and then I worked on my microphone a little bit. Um, Let's see it. Show us. Can you guys? Can you guys hear me? Um, yeah, yes. but don't do that. Can, oh, oh, no, I, I just, I need to whisper to my microphone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I hate no you. Way. I really hate you. The cables. Oh, he's whispering to I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to be whispering to this microphone. Because <laughs> one should yeah. only ever whisper to Stormbreaker. Yeah. Make sure it's it knows. Finicky. Love it. I mean, this whole bit kind of just wrote itself at this point. Because look, look at the oh look at the God. cable. Hold it closer to the camera. Look at how the cables are the like the fingers that go the around. Branches, yeah. Those are his microphone cables. He like wrapped them around there. So good. <laughs> so good, dude. So good. Throw it, Stephen. Throw it. No, I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't treat treat her this way. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, man. It's so good. It's so good. Hate you. <laughs> I do want to just carry my microphone now around the house. Like, Bring me Thanos! Um, but yeah, those are only two things I worked on this week. It's been a busy week. Um, just a lot of a lot of school stuff for the kids. I, I, didn't, I didn't understand how much stuff uh, like kids have to do, you know, like with kindergarten and book fairs and PTAs and all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, modern, modern dad. <laughs> but um yeah, other than that, it's been pretty easy week. We got some uh I've been working on um some pre-production for some stuff that we have coming hopefully this weekend, some surprises for the Dad Batch listeners. Um yeah. and we'll talk about more of that hopefully soon. Yeah. I finished BD. There he is. Version 1. His That's name is sick. Rusty. It's basically to cover up all of my crappy 3D printing <laughs> that I'm too lazy to sand. <laughs> but I actually I wanted to experiment with um, something I saw on somebody's YouTube or Instagram, and I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Uncle Jesse, but I don't. I'm not sure. Um, but it's Model Masters. It's like a rust paint, so it's like a kit. Comes with a primer, um, a, an iron ironized paint or something and then an activator so the the primer at first i used it but i think that's only if you're trying to like paint something completely the one color but unfortunately the primer's brown and then you're painting a paint over it i don't know it was just too much so i ended up just using the paint almost like a black wash like i do with anything else um and then just spraying it with the activator and um i got some rad colorizations out of it um, i'm super stoked on it and i use it on my stormbreaker that i just posted on instagram i'm not going to run to the garage and get it because i don't want to embarrass just, call, um, just, call just hold, your, just hold just your hand up it'll come right it. yeah that's i don't want to even with his thing he has going on there too so um uh that i'll show at a different date but um <laughs> it came out super well on my stormbreaker uh and then, so this paint, this paint that you got, yeah. it's, it's, it's like real rust, right? No. So it's, it's like, it's a black paint and it, it has iron in it. So you paint it, whatever you, wherever you want the rust to form. And then you spray this activator spray on it and it, it gradually turns to like, it rusts, it rusts yeah. and you get varying degrees of color and a little bit of texture, depending on how much paint you put on it. So so like I used it on rough parts of my prints where, you know, the, the 3d lines or there was bubbles or whatever. And that just like builds rust around it and looks super realistic. So, um, 
Uh, if you look on my Instagram, you'll see the Stormbreaker. It came out phenomenal over the Chrome. Thanks to John for all the help with the advice on how to use the Chrome techniques. Um, I used way too much 2K on it, but Wait, hey, that's you, you how didn't, it goes. You didn't use what I told you to use, though. You used a different paint. Well, I already had Duralim, so I didn't want to spend $100 on a bottle of Alumaluster, and I had Duralim. And I, can- I did not want it super shiny. So I wasn't looking for a mirror chrome finish, but it came out good. Um, and then other than that, I st- already started like version two of BD1. I wanted to resin print the whole thing. So I had to shrink it down about 10% and the prints are nice. Coming out really good. So, and it has a nice weight to it too, which I think is cool. And to avoid it being brittle, I put a little flexible resin in with the um i'm using the abs type resin and then just added a little bit of the flexible in there and it's got a nice little give to it so um i don't think it should be too brittle but what's the mix it's like 50 50 is like that sweet spot right um i just pour some in and then go "Mm, yeah mm -hmm, yeah, mm, that looks good a little bit more for me i don't know it yeah about a third i'm not measuring it so Eyeballing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. All right. So I, uh, just, just in case anybody's wondering, it came up a little bit earlier when we were talking about somebody doing uh, cad Bane that could be the, that could be dad Bane. Um, so I, I now own dadbane.com. It was, it was available. <laughs> it was available and I bought it just because by the, you know, by the no, time we're not live, right? It doesn't, even, it doesn't even matter. By the time the show airs, somebody would have grabbed it. And so I just, you know, keep it in the family. I, you, anybody's welcome to it here on the call. It's just all good. You're on the hook now. I'm it's watching like, out. By the way, I own it. We're I'm done. watching out for everybody. I've got an account with the company. I just, it's like, it's like two, two clicks. It's like a shopping cart. I just, I, I have bought more domains on a dare than you would ever want to know. It's too, too much. Dadbane.com. I can't do another Instagram. I like, literally can't start another one. I have too many. Dad, dad baning ain't, th- ain't easy. Dad baning ain't easy. <laughs> so uh, amidst all the busyness over the weekend on Saturday, I did and I filmed an unboxing video um, of the first order TK that we talked about. Uh, the Den- Killed it. The Denuanovo uh, kit. So good. That's still staring at me over here. I haven't touched it otherwise. But uh, I've got that filmed and it's up on our Dad Batch podcast YouTube channel. So uh, thanks for the edits on that, Stephen. So uh, that's up there. Hopefully everybody gets a chance to go check it out. Drive a little bit. Of definitely a must watch. It's definitely a must watch. It's a good vid. Yeah. And I, I looked, I, there really, nobody else has put anything like that up. Because no one so, else got it. <laughs> I, yeah. All, all three of the people that actually have this thing. Yeah. So. Actually, what I what I really liked about that was you weren't just showing each piece, but you were also saying like how you would build it. Yeah, and right. I, so I'm I'm lucky in that I guess because it took so long for me to get this, I got impatient and went and bought from another vendor a first order TK. So I was able to take my experience having built that one. Oh, four years was too long. Uh, six four four years <laughs> six? was too long, and at about that point is when I bought People the other one. How to wait um, these days? I know. I know. Um. I think the Pony Express would have gotten here quicker, but it, it came. It came. The, new, the, new comp- the new company is doing right by the customers that that uh, got screwed over by the predecessor. Um, Kit looked good. It's, mm-hmm. it's clean. I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm excited it to get really building good. on it. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, but the experience that I had with building the other one helped me be able to talk through like what I would do, knowing what needs to be done with knowing these pieces. What you so, know now, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's some stuff on this one that are that I'm excited about because it's it's going to make it easier to put together than the one I had. Um, the only other thing I've got, I thought, I thought it would be interesting. <laughs> What's what? Um, can you see it? You can't see it. John's showing Joe, a picture of himself. Is that you or Jesus? I can't quite Joe tell. Joe messed me up. <laughs> it's just oh. a gold. I love Chrome. <laughs> I love. I love Chrome. <laughs> Already done it. Nice. He didn't waste any time. Yeah, in the time that it took Ramy to buy a domain, uh, Joe. <laughs> made an edit yeah that's actually more impressive he he also registered chrome member <laughs> chrome member yeah that's that's this guy's name so chrome member.org dot com i should check that one where'd you get this photo <laughs> did i send you this i've had it from before brutal it's i've been using it on several other <laughs> oh really <laughs> you haven't showed us yet okay oh okay God. so i mean we can all do right, this right, if right, somebody right. really wants if we can do this if somebody really wants to or we could use this as our experiment chromemember.com is available right now <laughs> so we've already got a sampling of one that we talked about and then bought to reserve we could just oh leave God. this one go and see how long it takes for this one to disappear let it go let yeah. it go all right let, all right. let, let so we're if it's meant right. to be it'll come back we'll see all right, we're going to put a pin in that. Next week, we're going to check and see if it's still available or if one of our industrious <laughs> listeners bought it. Uh, yeah, that's no. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to talk about a little bit, because this is something that comes up in costuming. So, you know, you hear us talk about, like, we buy these weird things, right? Because, you know, you need like this weird dental tool to put onto Boba Fett's gauntlet or, or on the back of his helmet or something like that. So I'm going to get to that soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I'm, I'm setting you up. This is the, so, um, <laughs> Yes. We talk about greeblies and these random things that we have to buy that are not intended for what we use them for. So, you know, I, I've got these buttons oh, that I'm holding up to the camera, and these are they're big. They're about an inch square, just the clear acrylic oh. part. The button itself is about an inch and a half square. So, I only need a little piece of this, but like I had to buy a set of ten of these things, what? and they've got they've got this nice satisfying click. So oh, wow. these are like the buttons that you would see on the face of an arcade cabinet. If you think about going to an arcade, the big, like a big scale button that's going to be able to handle being beat on a billion times by, you know, any, anybody that walks by. So I'm going to take these lenses off and all I'm, all I end up with is these little square clear tiles. So out of all mm. of that assembly, I'm only interested in this tiny little piece of plastic, but this is going to go on the chest of the pike costume the pike syndicate, yep. nice. guys from the book of boba fett so fortunately the set that i got had two reds and two whites which is all i need to do one costume but then i've got a whole box full of all the other colors of the rainbow um mm-hmm. it was they're not, they're not the right color oh you can have them for, for another project but yeah um i mean they, they've got this nice click and there are leds inside of them um but it's, it was like 20 bucks but then if you think about it if somebody told me hey listen i'm gonna sell this like prop accurate part you need four of them i'll sell them to you for five dollars each so you'll get what you need for 20 bucks like in our in our what we do like that i would be like okay fine it's i know it's the right thing i'll take it so the reality is i i feel bad about having to not use the rest of this box of buttons but what i got out of it was what i needed so and that's that's the name of the game we uh we buy these things and we we tear apart so for my boba fett costume Mike, which version are you doing? Empire or Return of the Jedi or Special Edition? Empire. 
Okay. So you'll have a different cape, but the cape for the Return of the Jedi Boba that I have is part of an army uh, tent. So I literally found, and you have to like cut just this little rectangle out of this giant army tent piece. So I bought this thing off of eBay and I don't remember what I paid for it, but, and I got it and I figured out exactly, okay, I'm going to cut this rectangle out of this spot because if you do that in the right places, the stitching is all right and the grommets in the right place. And it's like, this is the way that it was on the original costume. And then after I did all of that, I get an email from the guy that sold it to me. He's like, oh, like that, that tent kept me dry during the war. And like, I, I'd love to see how, what you're doing with it. You'd be like Boba Fett. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're like, well, you're never like, I dead. cannot uh, tell this guy that I took this thing that was like a memento for him. I mean, I guess to be fair, he sold it. But but he yeah. I, like he literally reached out. He's like, I'd love to see how you have it set up because I don't think it ever occurred to him that somebody would take it and like cut it up to get a small two foot square rectangle out of it. He's um, so he's I didn't have like, the hard I got to my use out of it. I'm going to sell it to someone else so they can enjoy it. And I didn't, and I didn't have the heart on. to tell him, but oh. so that's my, my weird eBay story. All right. Well, <clears throat> Rand, that, that is <laughs> echoing to me. See what I did there? Um, very nice. There is <laughs> there. I also went on and bought an authentic world war two pup tent, uh, f- off eBay, which I got the stakes for it and everything. Um, and it is that like return of the Jedi's is a little bit more olive green empire mm-hmm. is a little bit more tan. So I, yeah. I bought, I bought the tan and then I've got to, you know, airbrush this, the, the Sienna line in, in the middle of it. Um, okay. But yeah, you got this thing and it's like got that US Army, like, you know, I think it's actually the, the I want to say maybe the fort that it came from because it's got like a marking on it. It's like, you know, Springfield or something on the inside. I'm like, oh, this is, this is pretty rad. Um, so yeah, it's going to tear. I mean, we're all collectors. So it's so crazy to me that we would buy something for authenticity just to destroy it for another part of authenticity. It's a weird web we have weaved for ourselves, gentlemen. Um, so I am, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm like equally far. I don't think anyone's ever like really like that far along with Boba until all of a sudden they're just done with it. Um, that's generally my philosophy of how I feel about Boba Fett is I'm neck deep in this thing. Um, I have bought, my wife is not going to listen to this, so I don't care. I'm (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there. Um, what she's our sixth listener. Yeah, she's, up, yeah, she's actually yeah, she's upstairs with her with her ear to the floor. She's like, Yeah, let me see how much this moment. She has a cup there. Um, yeah. If <laughs> if it if it yeah. helps, we have a unit of currency that we use on the show called an echo. Although I don't remember what the latest uh, uh exchange rate is for that, but uh, yes. still three thousand. Okay, three thousand yeah. three thousand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have spent a lot of mantel mix on uh on paint <laughs> for sure. But um what I'm what I'm hoping to do and part of the reason why I have Armor Party Podcast, which I have two of you left to get on the show, all right? Um, so we, I, I, I'm really kind of on this crusade to be like, part of the biggest frustration that I've found with this build is that there's like, I, I, some people intentionally gatekeepy, some people are very open to sharing everything they know about this build. But the problem is, is that a lot of these paints literally like you can't get the original Floquil railroad colors. Sometimes you can, but people at this point, like the secret is out. Like no one, 
No one's selling a vintage Graflex to be like, I'm just going to get rid of it. Everyone knows at this point, right? You can literally Google anything yeah. and be like, oh, wow, for some reason, they want my grandpa's old flash bulb. That's weird. Um, <laughs> so so the, the paints I see them pop up occasionally, I've got a couple of the, you know, the search notifications up for uh, like Mercari and eBay and stuff like that. Um, and so a couple of flow cools have popped up, but I also know in my sphere of people that I've followed for this build, they also have the same thing set up. So, uh, I will see a vintage flocal bottle that pops up with a really kind of, you know, unique color and then it's gone instantly. And I'm like, yo, there aren't that many people out there looking for this, like, you know what I mean? This field gray from whatever, color. you know? Yeah. Yeah. A 45 year old paint. No one. People aren't out there looking for that. Um, and then you'll see in the group, like someone's like, guess what I just scored on eBay. You're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it was you. It was you. Um, so I think, I think really like the, my, my crusade with this build is to try and modernize the process of painting Boba Fett. Um, and so I'm trying, what I'm going to try to do is do so much paint research and show that off so that if anyone gets into this build, because let's say if we get in book of Boba Fett season two, um, we get an empire throwback. You're going to see people be like, I got to build that costume because he did something awesome. Right. And so, and then it's going to turn into this whole thing, of course, where they're going to modernize it. They're going to paint it in their own way. That makes sense mm -hmm. for them. But you know that people are going to go down that rabbit hole of being like, what if I built one authentically? Well, up at this point, I've got, I've got probably 14 bottles of different Tamiya. I've got uh, a whole oh bunch of the Ar Archive X. I bought some of that because I was like, you know what, whatever. It's for research. Let's do it. Uh, so I bought these official Archive X colors that, you know, is like supposed to be Lucasfilm matched and blah, blah, blah. And then I've got just a bunch of other like Vallejo, uh, Vallejo and, and all these other brands that like you can buy now. It's not like half of the re people are like, oh, these model masters. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Where do I buy it? They're like, dude, those have been discontinued for 20 years. You're like, well, come on. <laughs> like, Help me out here. But um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's like my crusade right now is to try and modernize. Um, there's a part of me that wants to buy a whole nother set of armor just to rattle can the whole thing. My my Return of the Jedi Boba is 100% Rust-Oleum Home Depot rattle cans. All of yeah. them. Yeah. It and can be done. Yeah, for sure. And I and I think that, you know, given that I've got I'm looking at a wall of probably about three hundred bucks worth of Montana. Um, I know that there are colors like I, I literally tested Montana Storm that I believe the our us as hobbyists are using for Boba Fresh of uh Book of Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that Montana Black Storm is damn good color, dude. It's a very good color. Um so I like I see that and that encourages me because I think like there's a part of me that goes, I want to, I want to be part of the the group that like doesn't gatekeep Boba, but at the same time, Boba by default is a gatekeeped character because it's so freaking expensive. Yeah. Well, and if you want to get it Legion approved or anything too, it's like yeah, just to be able to build the baseline CRL um, is it's nuts, and and I think like being a part of this community of builders. Uh, there have been some incredible people that have been super, super helpful. Uh, and then there have been some people that are like, dude, just look at the picture, just paint it like that. And I'm like, all right. Um, which <laughs> I understand, you know, thanks bro. Look at the picture. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not too helpful. Yeah. Thanks. Um, thanks a lot. and that's fine. That's fine. You know, because I think at, at some point, you know, we do have to, 
you know, there are a lot of guys out there that I respect their, their paint. And I, John and I have talked about this extensively. Like you get to a point eventually where you keep asking for people's opinion uh, and how I feel with this build is like I could spin myself in circles and eventually what's going to happen is I'm going to throw paint down for the first time and then just be like, I'm going to paint this whole costume right now. But the taking the first step to doing that, to just committing to being like, as soon as I throw some paint down, someone in the FET community is going to be like, that doesn't look good. It doesn't look right. But who are we building these stuff, this stuff for? You know what I mean? It's not for them. It's for you, man. Come on. You're going to open source, open source Boba Fett. Maybe. Maybe what's been really cool is there's this, this builder, he goes by Ord Mantel and it is the most fascinating thing I have ever seen because I think truly he is building the most accurate Boba Fett I've ever seen. And dude is literally like put in this research and he's like a couple years in on this build. Almost every single part that he has is authentic. Is he like down to the scratches and marks I mean, and stuff? Is, like, I, well, not even that. Like, I mean, I feel like that's like there are there are people who are repainting at this point. Yeah, he has literally like found every single part that was available at the time. It, it is inc- it's right. incredible, and I'm, it's so cool. And I think like there's and there's always this balance. I talk about this on Armor Party. You have this difference between being like. I want to do something that's completely authentic to honor the decisions that led to why people feel this way about that character. I think we all do at some point because we respect the source material that much. At the same time, I think half the FET community cares more about Boba Fett than Joe Johnson does. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. Cause it's yeah, like, if sure. you look at, if you, there is literally like so little thought into how they were just kit bashing they they cared about boba fett so much that they repainted his own armor for the third movie after a new hope was a smashing success that's how much they cared about esb boba they repainted it they weren't even like we should hold on to this they were like <laughs> repaint that who gives a <laughs> sh-? well in the grand scheme of things they're like ah he was in like two scenes who cares yeah, he's, exactly. a, he's a throwaway character right you know like a punk <laughs> <laughs> Blink and you miss it. Nobody's gonna like that guy, anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he died so quick. A hundred percent. We're gonna just throw him down the Sarlacc for the next movie. That's the gnarliest build, man. Next to like Vader. You know, the Vader right? guys are the Vader yeah. guys are pretty like intense, but the Boba Fett, I think, just because there's so much more colors and parts to it. Whereas Vader is, it's black. Whatever. There's <laughs> argument about the color gray, like you're saying. Is it Tamaya? Is it the whatever? But like. It's still at the end of the day, like it's these parts painted a certain way and Boba Fett is just, there's so many layers to it. And it, mm-hmm. I always think it's right. Like every little scratch, like they try to make it like perfect yeah. to how it was on screen. It's, it's so intense. It's crazy. Well, um, and the irony of this kit in particular is, so we're going to talk about this because coming up in armor party as I get a little bit more time, it's like, I'm going to have these round table discussions. So look forward right. to that. You're going to listen to this. You're getting a little preview of what's coming for armor party. We're going to have these round table discussions. And one of the first discussions that I want to talk about is, can you have lineage without recasting? The answer in my opinion is no. And the fat community is a huge part of the problem Notorious. Because 
people won't accept everyone wants to go i have to have lineage i have to have lineage i have to have lineage because everyone wants to build this costume to authenticity but then at the same time they kick half the people off for being recasters and i'm going well <laughs> you can't have a lineage something unless it was recasted and you're seeing with sure. the fact that we can digitally recast something now we don't even need to have the physical item anymore which is where half of the original efx recast came from so it's going to open up all of these discussions about how we talk about like, well, like this is screen, this was screen use. Well, that's really cool. Then what do we, where do we blur the line between being like, at the end of the day, we, someone for us as a costuming community, we'd be stoked if someone was like, Hey, I got quote unquote with permission to rip, a, to rip something off a screen use piece. Dude, that's rad. Thank you so much. Do you get to own that? Because the copy that comes from the copy of that is a copy of a copy. But then Authentic we have this, ish. this, this, you know what I mean? We have this like, yeah. this like ethical issue among the community that's like, well, what's cool and what's not? Because half, there's a ton of guys in the FEC community that have been banished from the forums for basically doing that same thing. And the process of how they did that was shady. And so, like, what's to say that if you come out outright, because the fact is, is there's four people selling lineage helmets. And I'm going, well, None of you guys were there in 1983, so yeah. someone got this from someone who got it from someone else. Um, and especially for Empire, because the lineage cast is the SE helmet that was dropped that has the damage in it. And so for ESB, you have to buy the lineage helmet and then fix it to make it seem like <laughs> you got it before it was dropped in 1988 or wherever. You know what right. I mean? So it's just like, it's all very interesting to me on an ethical standpoint of like what we tolerate in the, co in the costuming community versus the idea of being like, well, dude, if it's not linear, because plenty of people would be like, here's my, here's my version of Boba Fett. And people are like, not lineage. You know what I mean? And you're Jeez. sitting here going, well, this dude, yeah, made, yeah. this dude made this based on his own, you know, based on his own file. And it's like, well, dude, it's not lineage. I mean, does it even look good? And you're like, dude, what are we doing here? <laughs> Yeah, ridiculous. That's on a whole nother level. But that's a that's an interesting way to look at it for sure. Like I think that's I mean it's valid at some point in time someone's got to copy it. Like no one has ever accused me accused me of recasting or or copying the uh photocopy of the Mona Lisa that I have in my hallway. So Well, the thing is you're not selling copies, are you? <laughs> we don't, uh, oh, um, um, I'll tra I'll trade you for one yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we all have a, a packed workbench. I look forward to everyone's builds. Um, Echo, let's get into this thing right here. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. All right, so we've got a lot a lot to talk about in the news. So hopefully we can get through this in a reasonable period of time. Um, so uh, first off, uh, the mouse giveth and the mouse can taketh away. So right after we were talking about uh, how we were excited that the Bad Batch got added back to the schedule for September 28th, uh, D23 rolls around and Dave Filoni comes out on stage and confirms that the Bad Batch is in fact actually starting on January 4th. Oof. Yeah. So, um, yeah, bummed by that. We will get two episodes on that one day, but that's still a long ways out. So, I think it's a little it's a little telling that it 
there there was clearly some issues with the publishing of the schedule, but uh, it is in fact now out in January. So, wah, wah, wah. Um, not stuff. That's okay. That. That's okay. That just gives us more time to work on it. That's fine. Well, we True. need to see work on they, they need to give us some reference. Yeah, yeah, we need another trailer or something we, to work we, on. We we're supposed to be in London in April with accurate costumes, Y'all and this doesn't come out till freaking January. Y'all ain't got any more of them trailers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More of clips. Like that was gonna stop you guys, though. Like, are you kidding? You guys, like, I feel like John's well, halfway done with. Tech's ready on season three, yeah, yeah. so yeah. we're all like, we're all like half done, anyways. But still, with that, with that um, announcement, does that mean that that December is now wide open, Star Wars wise? It looks like it, yes. Although I don't, I haven't looked at the. the there's some more stuff that we're going to be talking about here. Um, so that that will be coming out. So I got to look at the schedule for some of these things. So there, it might. Some of the new stuff that they uh, unveiled at D23 might mm. actually go into December from the looks of what it is. I don't know. Although I don't know how they're going to be releasing it. So let's let's get into that. So yeah. D23 was uh, was last weekend, and there was a lot of Star Wars content. Um, they start. I'll kind of go in the order that, as I understand it, they were they talked about things on stage. So um, Kathleen Kennedy came out, started with Andor, um, brought the brought the cast out to talk a little bit about their characters in the show. They released a new trailer because of the volume of stuff we've got on the list to talk about. I'm not going to, we're not going to do a trailer breakdown this time, but it's a good one. And uh, by this time next week, I think we're going to be watching the show anyways. So, um, so everybody should go check that out unless you want to stay away from spoilers, which it looks like Crosshair already got up and walked away. So, (laughs) um, uh, but she, Kathleen Kennedy did confirm that the second season um, is going to begin filming very soon. And uh, and confirmed that it'll be an additional twelve episodes specifically. So we'll have uh, two two seasons of twelve episodes each. So wow. um, moved on and talked about uh, Willow at that point. Um, interesting uh, Star Wars crossover, and I don't. I I think this was actually announced. I just didn't catch it until this time. Um, Star Wars Star Wars alum uh, Aaron Kellerman who was Enfys Nest in the solo movie. Oh, yeah. uh, she is part of the cast, which is good. She's been good in everything I've seen her in. So that's, I'm looking forward to that. And they also confirmed that Christian Slater's actually in the cast too, which is what I had not heard, but they uh, confirmed that on stage. So, um, and they showed a trailer for that too. Oh, and then, and then they talked about tales for the tales of the Jedi, which oh, I'm excited about this. Yes. And I was kind of looking forward to it before, but this looks oh, cool. Man. So, uh, six six episodes, or they refer to them as shorts. So I don't know what that means as far as the time of each, but man, if the trailer that they showed is any indication, I don't know how short these could possibly be because there was some meaty content that they. Showed. I heard fifteen minutes. That I, I I can't confirm that, but I heard fifteen minutes. Man, for I, what? I, I for right. do you remember back in like what two thousand three and two thousand five that the Clone Wars micro series stuff that they did? How they were like mm-hmm. four minutes long each. I mean. And yet they were packed with content. I mean, this is practically going to have to be like that because, you know, the the trailer they showed it. It, it looks like it focuses around kind of two main storylines: one following Ahsoka, um, and there will be three episodes on that, and one following um, kind of a blend between Dooku and uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. But do, like Dooku and, and Qui Gon Jinn are that much, looks awesome. Much younger, much younger. So um, you know, we've got we've got a younger uh, Qui Gon and. and and Dooku, um, when Dooku was still a Jedi, 
Uh, we, we see Mace Windu in, in some clips there too. We see uh, Ahsoka kind of through the range. I mean, in, they showed her as a baby, as a young Padawan. They, they showed her in an outfit that clearly matched what we see in Clone Wars season or yeah, season seven, um, like, like the jumpsuit. Um, and She's in training with Anakin right in the middle. In the, right? Yeah. And, and we see an inquisitor as well. And yeah. so I'm wondering if that is going to tie in with the, the, um, novel. the book, the Ahsoka novel, because she encounters an inquisitor in that. Yep. So that's is that it. the sixth brother? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think that's it. I think so. Mm, he's I, got a weird mask. Yeah, but I don't know that we actually had a great dis- visual description of. No, the there was no visual description. Book, so, just that so his saber I mean, spinned, and that yeah, she, you know, did that thing. But yeah, this he's got a really <laughs> long, kind of pointy mask. From what we see in the sixth brother clip. was in was in Rebels, right? That's fifth Didn't brother. he get murked? No, it's fifth, fifth, fifth brother. brother. Yeah, it. it's the one in the book was definitely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, who's the brother that had the helicopter saber? They both did. That was yeah. someone else. They all did. He's the eighth, fifth. The one that died in like fifth. Oh, and Rebels. The one that died in like yeah, one episode. No, yeah, you, you mean in Malachor, right? When they fight Darth Maul and stuff? Or when Darth Maul yeah. and Kanan and stuff? That's yeah, Rebels. that guy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but that Rebels. I think that that's. Uh, I, 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 that was the fifth. And I think that's the same one that. Uh, no. That we saw in he, Kenobi. No, 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 no. That that was the fifth brother, but he's talking about someone else that's uh, in Malachor, and he he tries to get away with the helicopter, and they, he ends yep. up the uh, saber blows up, and he falls and dies. Because there were that three was in like Malachor. eighth brother, maybe who knows? Twenty seventh brother. <laughs> well, there's nine, right? It's like I guess they're not limited to the amount of inquisitors they can yeah, have, yeah. right? Because disposable. Yeah, twenty seventh cousin. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Seventh neighbor. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so uh with Ahsoka, they showed they showed some exclusive footage that they straight up said during the, the panel that they were not gonna release in any other way. So I don't I don't know what that revealed. Um but they, they did talk about Ahsoka. They brought some of the, the cast out on stage. Um and I don't think this was officially confirmed at, although I saw it like it, it exploded in the news as if it was confirmed. So I don't, I don't know where that came from, but, um, but we're hearing that uh, Iman Esfandi has been cast to play Ezra. Cool. Yeah. And again, he I don't like him. He looks, he looks just like him. He does. He does. He does. He does yeah. Put some blue contacts in done. I hope, I hope we see some Pergil space whales. You, you we need know we're going whales. to, they even mentioned it in to. Kenobi. We're going to see him for sure. Oh, nice. Yes. That's true. Uh, next up, they talked about skeleton crew, and they had Jude Law uh, on on site for the event. So um, they showed a, fo- uh, a like a still of the from production, and it's actually a pretty interesting shot. So um, it shows Jude Law in the foreground, and behind him, you can see at least four child size figures um, that are standing behind him, and then there's three like gatekeeper droids from like Jabba's palace, you know, the one that pops out the eye, like there's like three of these things in the foreground pointed at him as if they're like aimed at him like guns. And so I have no idea the context for this image, but it's interesting. So um, they did say that the series focuses on a group of kids who find themselves lost in the galaxy in the days of the new Republic. And again, confirmed that it's around the same time as the events of the other live action shows. So no reason why we couldn't expect to see some kind of crossover at some point. Oh, they're going to go on a mission to find Luke's lightsaber. Oh. 
That's got to come around eventually. Is that is that an official theory or something you've heard? No, I don't, I don't. Is that is I, that is well, that your fan is that your fan fiction? What That's else? The alcohol. What, no, no, no. I went I went heavy on Book of Boba Fett uh, fan fiction, and I I can't do that anymore because uh, I, I I made a damn fool of myself. Um, the Jude Law also misspoken was like, oh yeah, you know, filming is rap, which might have been for his uh, for his own uh, filming his own part. Um, but it's not done filming, and that would have been like the fastest uh, setup of all time. Yeah, it's like I mean, it started. It started filming after Ahsoka, and Ahsoka is still filming, so there's no way they did that. Um, but I think people were like, "Whoa, it's already finished! Like, what could it be?" You know, uh, I think he, the dude just misspoke. That's it. You know, we we talked about we talked about that um, a couple weeks ago that Favreau and Filoni have been basically given this whole 30 year time frame from from Jedi to to Force Awakens. So if if they uh put Skeleton Crew as part of this timeline and then we know that they're working towards like an overall like Avengers type thing with, you know, uh, all the different series. Wrong. I wonder like I wonder how these kids are going to like fit in to that story, you know? One of them. So, one of them is Poe Dameron. <laughs> hey, I would love. I think down. we said last week it would be super awesome for them to start crossing over into the sequel stuff. Like, yeah, that's an empty time frame that is just ripe for the picking. Especially now that they're just shipping first order TKs, it would make sense. It would be good marketing. <laughs> <laughs> what if one of them is young Ben Solo? I feel like wasn't that what everyone was speculating was going to happen? Like at the end of you know, like oh my gosh, they're going to go meet up with Luke, and you know he's going to be at the temple, and like you know Ben Solo is going to come. I th- literally think that was a rumor that someone you know whoever one of the leakers got wrong. Like I think there was like a concept was going to do that, but then I think everyone put it together in Mando season two. Snoke's theme, they're looking at a cloned body. I mean, everyone was yeah. like, yo, we got to get there. And I think the point that we had said on Thank the Maker was like, dude, we're all going to get to that. But like, I threw out this wild theory. I was, yeah, yeah. I was like, I threw out this wild theory. I was like, dude, what if Thrawn started the first order? What if Moff Gideon started the first order? And yeah. everyone yeah. was like, wait, yeah. oh no, we can't dismiss that. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like. It's just like you said, these could be breadcrumbs and and we're getting right. Like they're going back and pulling all this clone war stuff out and, and adding all these little p- bits and pieces, bringing back the clone wars era into star Wars. And these could just be, like you said, the little Snoke clone thing, like breadcrumbs for down the road when they can get into, you know, when the Mandalorian's over or when it, like they can start shifting into that in between time into the sequels. That'd be cool be super fun i think getting back first order tks are sick i just hope it's not forced right i mean absolutely unintended you know what i mean like i think nice dude nice nice right so the little you know clone wars mention from old ben kenobi all of a sudden we have the clone wars right that is beautiful you don't it's not forced it's kind of just arrives it's great i think given the success of top gun though we all saw it. I think most of us probably enjoyed it. When Kathleen Kennedy made the announcement there's going to be a Rogue Squadron-ish movie, 
And then Patty Jenkins, she tells her story about how her dad was a you know fighter pilot in Vietnam, yeah, died, you know right. killed in action, and then she rollerblades in the X-wing suit to a freaking T sixty five. Okay, throw me off. Um, I'm like, give me a movie as simple as Top Gun where they just go and kick off like a little outpost that has really good fighters. I'm like, and and it was yeah, that'd be amazing, right? That's it. But yeah. the, the rumor was that it was supposed to be sequel content. And the first thing that I thought of, not because I love Ray, not because I love some of these characters and like what it opened up, was just that I was like, we get to move, like we get to punt the football a little bit into yeah. being like, let's get something that we don't have to have connected because yes. Mandalor- the Mandalorian is keeping us like happy with our OT era. And I'm mm-hmm. like, also like, dude, like I think some of the, like the resistance designs were so killer. I'm like, give me more of that stuff. Yeah. I don't need, yeah, I don't awesome. need to be an X-wing purist to know that an X-wing in almost any form is rad. Right? right. And I just loved the idea that like we could get something new that people wouldn't, even though I'm part of this culture, wouldn't like we get something new and people wouldn't be like, Oh, like oh, they miss, you know, they, people don't care about, you know, Disney doesn't care about Star Wars anymore because they put the tie bobbers fuselage on the wrong side. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on, man. Yeah, we're trying. Let it go. Dude, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that that made me most excited because we had this opportunity to just be like, dude, the universe is massive this way. It's this way, yes. you know, it's so. so massive. Clone Wars was an example. Rogue Rogue One was an example. You know, I think Andor is just it's taking this one character and is sending us in a whole new direction. Yes. Tell new stuff, new characters. And I don't mind a revisit. I don't mind fans. I, in fact, I love fan service, but tell new stuff. Right. Keep us in the you know, I want to see the the rust. I want to see the 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 rustic rebel, you know, kind of grittiness of 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 the costumes and stuff, but new stories. Well, we're getting it. We're getting it with Andor. I mean, that's going to be exactly a, a, a big thing because Andor was in one movie. You know, Cassian was in one movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which was obviously, you know, one of the best really <laughs> Star Wars movies made. Yeah. But like he was in one movie. So he's not like Obi-Wan or Boba Fett where it's like there's all this history behind it. There's one movie behind this character and it's a complete offshoot. Um, you know, they did solo really well too. So it's like, I think, I think I'm totally spot on with what Mike's saying, how there's just, it's just breadcrumbs leading us to something else down the road. I don't care what era it's in. I'm a fan service. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But I think like, okay, here's this, here's this part that oftentimes we, we gloss over. Right. And if you are like that little conversation where, uh, Finn and Ray realize no, it's Finn and Rose where they realize they're on a stolen ship. And DJ is like, he brings up the blueprints and he's like, Oh, is this your is this your guy's side? And it's an X Wing. And then he's like, Oh, looks like he's not playing both sides. And he brings up the TIE fighter. And he's like, he basically is like, you know who wins in war? The people who get paid for it. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like for, like this it went from it went from space battle to we're doing this stuff right now but i think like i'm like dude that's that's to me like you want to talk a gritty star wars like star wars is political right so i'm 
I, I know that we could get into stuff like that. And I think that Ryan Johnson put that there for a reason. Cause someone would be like, why don't we do like, let's do a little, a little quick story on income or like any of these, like, uh, you know, yeah. any of the ship builders that are kind of like, you know, you have a guy who builds ships and realizes like, Oh my gosh, I, I mean, I've been working for the enemy. And I guess until I actually had the means to be able to leave, I never thought what I was doing was wrong. You know, Dude, the Tony Stark. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh. Like, where's that? I love that. A Top I'm, I'm Gun in. style Star Wars movie would be so insane. <laughs> Ramey, what else? All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sticking with that. the news. Okay. Uh, they had, ta- had the cast and uh, talked about the Mandalorian. I think that uh, I don't think we got any content. They've been pretty good with trailers on that one. So um, nothing new to report there. Uh, they did bring out Indiana Jones. And uh, so they had Harrison Ford there and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, they confirmed uh, during their uh, panel that John Rice davies was going to be reprising his role as Sala. So, nice. and they actually did confirm, and I hadn't heard anything about this up until then, but they did confirm that there are some flashback scenes that where they're actually going to de-age Harrison Ford for those scenes. So I know that came up. That came up the other day. So I saw some behind the scenes uh, shots where he has dots all over his face. Okay. So yeah. You know, sometimes you see these fan made things and you never know if it's real or not. So, but, but yeah, so they did confirm that they were going to do that. Um, and I, and I, and I don't know if this was announced at the panel or if this uh, came to me from a different channel, but I'm, I'm seeing uh, stuff that sounds like uh, Helena. So Phoebe's character is actually Indy's goddaughter. So that's oh. that's the connection Ooh. there. Okay. Um, oh, so Indy's the Godfather. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I would um, like you to uh, find something for me. And then I saw him at the panel. He looked like he got emotional. I don't know if that was fake oh, or not. But he did. Was yeah, yeah. yeah. He came out and he got he that got pretty uh, pretty well up. And speaking of getting emotional, um, so the best thing I have seen on the internet in a long time and has restored my faith in humanity is the photo of Harrison and Ki Huai Quan, the, the guy that they, when as a kid played yeah. short round. So and the look on Ki's face is he's just so excited and the two it's like Indian short round together again and that just made my day. You call him Doctor yeah. Jones, doll face. <laughs> hey lady, you call him Doctor Jones. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no time for love, Doctor Jones. <laughs> did you just did you just frost over to the the Mandalorian trailer? I, I, Season three? I did, I did. Wow, that was pretty spectacular. <laughs> you could spend an entire episode on that, so I'm trying to keep we, us on I schedule. Just to recognize yeah, yeah. its greatness. So, because we are, yeah, we are crashing time. But um, that that trailer was insane. There's so much in that trailer. It, it was, and I think a lot of that was comprised of footage that they showed on site at Celebration, but only to the audience that was there. Oh, cool. So I think a lot of that footage yeah. actually made it into the trailer that they released this time. The custom Mandos oh. is, is is so rad. We're getting more of that, which is great. I think that's the biggest thing, really. It's so cool. Okay, and then moving on. Uh, so they also showed a live-action not that he's all, not already live action, but they showed a, a, a Din Djarin in costume with Grogu that's going to be present at Disneyland. Yeah. So they're introducing another character to walk around the park. Um, they awesome. did specifically say he was going to start out at Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge uh, starting in November. And the Grogu is animatronic, looks just the, the whole kit, both Din and the Grogu look, look exactly really like what nice. you see on the Really screen. nice. From the pick, look good. Really yeah. nice. 
Yep. Looks really good in that world too. Matches. Okay. The one thing that I will say as someone who's been to both Batus, people in Florida have no idea how to act around face characters. So this surprises me at nothing that Disneyland is getting both characters. That's probably interesting. Why. There's so many more people at Batu East in Florida. It's insane. And I have to say mm-hmm. that y'all California people know how to keep it chill because people in Florida have no chill. So mm. I'm not really that surprised if we ever don't get Boba and Fennec <laughs> over on the other side, unless there's yeah, a very really. specific marketing reason. I'm just saying like Batu, Batu East is a absolute bizarre compared to Disneyland. It's crazy different. I think, it's, I think you've it's got a broader, a broader range of cultures that are visiting Florida's Disney because because yep. if you look if 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 you've got to get on an airplane and go to Disney or Disney Park you're going to go to the Florida one you should at least because mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and Disneyland is 99.9% people in Southern California that just have annual passes anyways right. so that's true I think we're dealing yeah. with with a wider range of cultures and and just and everything that goes yeah, with that in so. general yeah. Yeah. True. no that's that's guaranteed yeah yeah for sure yep. yeah it's more of a so woo. Okay, one one more item for the news. Woo. Um, so uh, uh, congratulations to I hope I get this name right. Lee Lee Jung Jae, who won an Emmy for lead actor in a drama for Squid Game at the Emmys on Monday. And a reason the reason I bring that up is because he is rumored to have been cast as the uh, male lead for uh, Star Wars Acoly- Acolyte. So Acolyte film is going to film in the UK. Um, and so far, the three names that we've got attached to that project are, are Lee Jung-jae now. Um, Amanda Stenberg, Amanda, sorry, Stenberg, who actually everybody would probably know as, as uh, Little Rue from Hunger Games, the first Hunger Games movie, mm-hmm. her. Um, and then Jodie Turner-Smith. So we've got three names attached to that project now. We still don't know anything about it um, other than those names and that it films in the UK and hasn't started filming yet. It's a movie or is this a show? It's a, show. It's a Disney Plus show. We need some movies, man. Come on. Movies are great. Mm. Yeah. And that, that brings us to an end of the news. Why did you make me do this? I guess you have a choice. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? My father. He go toilet on my hands. Oh my God. Urine is oh 35 God. degrees Celsius, oh staves God. off the frostbite. How is this relevant? You know, fathers. Um, so this week we're going to do something a little different. Um, I want each of you to tell me what you're watching rather than just pick one thing and go for it. Um, uh, and I'm still hooked on uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power. Um, episode three just came out and, um, it's just amazing. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys. We started, yeah. a different, we started another podcast for that. So <laughs> rings of dads and, uh, you have to check <laughs> out that one. It's called dad rings, <laughs> dad <laughs> rings. Cause, um, <laughs> we'll just talk about that show. Cause we all loved it. Yeah, so yeah. do I need, yes. do I need to register another domain name? Daddy. Yes, you do. Just check. Yeah. See, see if it's available. See if it's available. Um, so I, let. Oh, go ahead, Brian. You I always go last, so why don't I go first? Sure. Well, because you're usually complaining about something, but if you want to go first, you <laughs> I know exactly. absolutely because can. Because it's my choice. All right. Because it's my choice. Nope. I get this. Yeah. Um. So, 
I didn't even know this was out, but um, Cobra Kai has a new season. It's good. And it's actually really good. Like the last season, I was like, okay. I mean, the show has built, been made purposely to be cheesy. Yes. And last season was just a little too crazy. But this this one, we're like hooked. Like, um, And then Tori went out of town for a few days and Levi and I are like, oh man, we want to finish this, but we got to wait for mom. Like it's like... <laughs> It's like you're getting antsy. It's, you want to watch it that good. Um, I, I and then I want to just yeah. give a bonus. Oh. Go ahead. No, yeah. I was going to say, I haven't watched any Cobra Kai. Uh, I'd like Karate Kid. No, 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 I haven't. Ever, if you if you ever. liked Karate Kid, this is I mean, a good one to I like the OG movie, but yeah, haven't haven't seen the show. Yeah, you'll like it. But it's, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. It's fun, cheap entertainment. And then I just wanted to give a bonus, a bonus watch to um, the Elvis movie, the good. new one that just came out. Um, it was awesome. Uh, I, I always like it when they make these kind of biopic movies or whatever you want to call them. And the actors sing. They actually sing some of the parts. And I'm always, whenever I watch a movie like that, I always like Google it after and I see like, oh, did they sing? And, and yeah, the actor like fully sang. Um, I he thought did? he did a great job. I didn't job. know that. Tom, nice. Tom, yeah, he did. Wow. Like not, they, they blended some of the performances were blended with actual Elvis lyrics, but mm-hmm. there were some songs that were fully sung by him. Yeah. Um, it, movie was a little long, so it got slow in spots, but um, I, the, the editing, the, the vibe, it had a little modern twist to it. There was some like, you know, modern music mixed in with it in certain parts. Um, it was flashy. It was energetic. Um, I, I think, you know, most, most younger people probably know very little about Elvis and it was kind of an interesting insight into his life i learned some stuff about him that i didn't know um but the music was like man it it, it reminded me of um the queen movie that was a good the, movie uh, too yeah bohemian, bohemian rhapsody, rhapsody. but bohemian rhapsody yeah. yeah i wouldn't say it's as good as that but the music like the the parts where there's they're performing mm-hmm. you just get super sucked into I'm it kind of the opposite of you i i don't like or i don't want to give those types of movies a chance because I feel like it cheapens the the artist a For bit, real? you know. Really? Yeah, like like I didn't I didn't watch the Queen movie. I haven't watched Elvis for that reason because I love Queen so much in general. Uh, I don't want to watch yeah. some dude sort of try to be Freddie Mercury, you know. Like, I, okay, so but I'll tell you this: he's, around, like, uh, he's not around. Watch but. the Queen movie, John. Mm-hmm. Watch the Queen movie, and at the end, they show all the behind the scenes footage, and. It's like pretty matched up. Um, was Rami Malik? Rami, yeah, Rami Malik, right? That's his name. I think so. Move for move, there is not an inch off yeah. of when he does he's the performance at Wembley or really whatever. He did a good like, job with that. I have, and he I have the DVD it. of Wembley, and it's oh, it's from a while ago, a long time ago, um, and I love it. It's it's amazing, and I, I have several of the Queen DVDs from like Canada and, and Wembley, and uh, he copies his movement verbatim right, right. like i, I think they, they show them both together like they put the time in to to do the the study, justice to study the artists. yeah so, uh, yeah, yeah. I, the okay. uh, the there was an interview with um um austin butler the guy that plays elvis uh i think it was on um the tonight show and he was talking about how before he took the role or i'm sorry when when before they started shooting um he actually went to graceland and he spent a week there with Priscilla and Lisa oh, wow. and, and I read he, that like, and he, before he could actually um, 
start the scene and, and do any of that stuff. He had to basically get the approval from Priscilla mm. that that it was okay. Yeah. And then I also heard that I also heard that she was there for um the scene of when she leaves. Yeah. So like sure when when, right. they, when when Priscilla yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, so when Priscilla and Elvis break up and, and she's leaving. Yeah. I, I heard that she was there for that wow. scene. Wow. I'm just like, oh, shit. So she's making oh, sure heavy. it's it's accurate, at least from her right, perspective right. of what yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah. Right? Wow. All right. Yeah. I mean I just I, I you know the Johnny Cash movie with uh uh Quentin Joaquin Phoenix, like dude, him and Re- him and Reese Witherspoon, they sang the songs. Like I don't know these movies. I just feel like these huge iconic music figures, they do them such justice when they recreate the or they make these films to kind of put them on this pedestal. But right on. All right. Well, that's mine. Thank you, Brian, for your uh, your uh, contribution, uh, Joe. Talk to. So me. there's this movie that I've been wanting to watch forever. And it's one of those movies that's really good. You know it's good. And you're just waiting for the right time. And I had Saturday because I was in the garage, sanding, working. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to finish this day watching a movie that I've been wanting to watch. Super 8. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. So good. I haven't seen it. So Is that the Spielberg yeah, movie? Yeah, it's, it's Spielberg um, production, but it's J.J. Abrams. It's Abrams, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And so it takes place in the late 70s. And... You know, I'm 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 a Gen Xer. I'm I'm in my late forties, very late forties, about to be fifty in a couple of years. And so um that type of movie just hit home. The nostalgia of E. T. Goonies epic movie. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And um so you have you have that and then you have um Close Encounters of the Third Kind kind of like meshing together. Two iconic movies coming together in this one movie called Super Eight. And uh, it's got Alien that's trying to get home, of course, typical 80s film. Hmm. And just the, the Spielberg-esque type of filming where you have some really close-up shots and then all of a sudden some fading and some... some I, I'm not a cinematic like guy and, and I'm probably butchering it. Sorry, Mike, all you guys that are in the digital arts and arts in general as far as visual. It w- it's beautifully put together where I was in it from beginning to end. And I was looking, I was just looking at a little bit of research and it got 81 rotten tomatoes, right? 81%, whatever, whatever that means for me. (laughs) 81 rotten tomatoes. It was so good. It was so good. It was one of those movies when you watch and you just feel good at the end. You're like, ah, I can oh, so okay, so you you leave feeling good. Okay, hey, I might check that out. I haven't seen that either. So, so Brian, have you not seen it either? Theater. Actually, did Ooh, you nice? Yeah, because it was marketed oh, as like a horror eight. movie, like a classic. That's what JJ I thought it was. Abrams. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's so it's got a little bit of clover. It's got a little bit of like Cloverfield sprinkled into it. So oh, I totally yeah, yeah, missed yeah. this when okay. when it came out. I think I was in Afghanistan or something like that when it came out. I was totally somewhere else in part of the world, so I totally missed it. But I was looking at. <laughs> I didn't know this. Scariest thing I ever saw. Dot com, Ramy was a website. That was designed for the marketing of this film. I don't know that one. I know you don't own it. <laughs> I, just looked, I just looked it up, and it's available. It, it was it was oh, used. Wow. It was used for the, as a marketing campaign for this movie, 
Blair Witch to, style. to bolster kind of, you know, pull people in. Scariest yep. thing I ever saw dot com. Yeah, and there was like, these, an like alien horror film or something. There were some, these like eerie kind of images that were put upside down. And if you like looked at it sideways, if you tilt your head, you'd, you'd like make out some kind of weird voodoo stuff. I don't know. It was weird. It was all tried a way to market the film. It great doesn't flick. quite match the film. Great just, flick. You know, I'm just going right to. All but, right. But well, the movie was great. Okay. Right on. Well, thank you, Joe. I'm not sure if I've seen it. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. I, yeah, watch it. Gonna... We All could right. honestly make that a homework assignment and come back and talk about it yeah, again. It's go so go watch it, Brian. You can watch it over the weekend. That's what this is for, right? Check. Dude, eh, it's a jo- good family John's movie. John's going to watch Queen. John's going to eh, watch Elvis. I, I say I am, but I probably won't. <laughs> anyway, Raimi, tell me what you're watching these days. All right, so as you guys have heard me say before, if like we can't watch it with the kids, it doesn't get watched at all. So we're always kind of on the lookout for something that we can watch with uh, with everybody. So my wife will look and she'll read like the kind of parental reviews on things and stuff. And so we'll find our way into some kind of weird shows from time to time that probably wouldn't have been recognized um, by the mainstream. But so we just got done watching. Um, it was two seasons worth of episodes. Um, a show called, although they were short seasons, um, a show called Raising Dion which was a series that they ran two seasons of on uh, Netflix. And uh, so the, it's about this uh, little boy whose father actually had, before he was you know, born, the father had um, been at like a, a, a meteorological event. He worked for this company that they studied the weather. And this, at, at this meteorological event at the Northern Lights, you know, it was just this weird combination of events that um, – it's you know, something happened to the people that were present for that. And, and they, you know, you got to get into the episodes to kind of figure out what, what's going on with all of them. But ultimately it gives this kid um, abilities. So he he's, you know, basically got, it's like a little six year old kid or whatever with like superhero kind of abilities that are starting to develop. And you go and find out like the whole story of how all of this happened. Um, stars Alicia Wainwright, um, Josiah Young is the little kid. And then Jason Ritter, who's uh, the late John Ritter's son. Um, season one was good. I, it blew our mind at the end of season one because there was a twist there that we just were not expecting, didn't see coming. And then we got all the way through season two and it was fine. Um, and then the last episode of season two, like just overnight jumped the shark and turned into like, all of a sudden we felt like we were watching the Power Rangers or something. Like the This whole show that we had watched two seasons worth of episodes for and enjoyed it. And they just took everything that we enjoyed and just threw it away in the last episode of the second season. We're like, what the heck just happened? So uh, we were kind of bummed by that, but we, we got several, you know, we kind of binge watched these series. Um, so over the course of several weeks, we were watching all the episodes and we just finished it up. It was, it was good while it lasted, but uh, we didn't like the direction it went at the end. Oh, so, not so happy ending, I guess. I wasn't that it wasn't happy. Just like, it just, it honestly, it felt like Killed somebody, mood, came, like a different director came in and directed that one episode. Or ah. so. It was so radically different than any of the other episodes. It just was, right. it fell down. So, well, thank you, Ramey. Uh, Steven, what you got on your plate? Uh, so I, I, I saw the uh, 2022 movie. Nope. Oh, by Jordan I Peele. See that. And I am such a huge fan of Jordan yeah, Peele. He know. has not missed yet. Um, and, and this one, it's, it lives up to, it absolutely lives up to, to what you would, would expect from Jordan Peele. So Nope is, uh, I can't say too much about it without going into Yeah, spoilers, don't give anything away because I, I, I do want to see it. Yeah. It's good. It's, um, it's about aliens mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. about it. That's about it's it. a good movie. Check it out. But <laughs> also, there's some heavy, there's some heavy real political themes woven in. It's about the shot. There is, yeah. It, it give. It's like. Remember the movie, um, the M Night Shyamalan movie, Signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that, yeah. but as if it was made by Jordan. Peele. Yes, very good, dude. Okay. What okay. else? What What other movies has he made? I'm horrible with names. So he made. Uh, um, he made Us, Get Out. Get Out. Us and Get Out. Those are like horror best. movies, right? Yeah, but yeah. he's a comedy yeah, actor, so it's kind of like weird. Yeah. His he, okay. he's he's genius. His popularity yeah. was the key in Peele. So, like in my in my opinion, he's 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 a genius director. I, I gotta say, Stephen, though, when I was watching Nope, <laughs> I'm I'm the intro. I'm not gonna give it up. I'm watching it, and my head started going sideways. Like, what am I watching? Yeah. And then it's. And then it starts to sort of like spiral and then sort of makes sense towards the end. And then I'm like, okay, good closure. Ah, thank you. You know, but, but I'm like, I feel uncomfortable. The opposite of an M night. Shyamalan I feel movie. uncomfortable. Like not, not uncomfortable. Like I need to leave the theater, but I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Help me please put this together. And then it's starting to piece it and the puzzles coming. Oh, it's like beautiful. I, I love that movie. Is it horror? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You got to watch yeah. it. I would say so. Yeah. I'm not gonna right. say, you right. you got to watch it. I don't of, like horror. I don't like horror. It's not, it's not. It's not. It's not. There's definitely some. I wouldn't even say that. It. I wouldn't even say that Jordan Peele's scary movies aren't like horror per se. They're more Thriller? like intellectual, intellectual there's, horror. There's some. There's some blood. If that's what you call horror. I mean, there's some disturbing. No, no, I don't. Like, sure. I don't like. Uh, but I it's not like. About it before, like, I don't it's not like, like zombies just like, munching on necks and blood squirting out. It's not like. No, not even that. I just I don't like disturbing things. Like disturbing things. As I've gotten older, I've gotten a little like. Not into it. Yeah. All right. Well. Right on. Thank you, Stephen. Okay. Mike, what 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 have you been watching? What do you like? Well, you guys are probably going to expect me to say something really cool and interesting. Uh, but really, nope. it nope. was Hard Knocks. Anyone ever watch that show? HBO? Yes. Yeah. HBO, What's the team this year? The, my team, the Detroit Lions. So if oh. you are like trying to figure out what I'm talking about, the NFL, so like my, my mood lighting, of course, is just enjoying any sort of normalcy, right? So I played sports growing up. Uh, I'm in, I work in a college. So like sports are kind of part of my like, Oh cool. I get to spend Sunday watching the worst team uh, ever in sports (laughs) franchises uh, continue to lose. The NFL has a contract (laughs) with H uh, HBO films or NFL films. And if a team either has not had a first year coach or they haven't made the playoffs, they are eligible for what's, called Hard Knocks, which is a uh, six-episode look into uh, training camp, which, like, if you're wondering how guys make a team, they have 80 guys get invited to training camp, and they have to cut it down to a 53-man roster. And they edit it. What's incredible about this show is that it's only a week behind what's happening in real life. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty timely. They film it, and it's like... They lead up to the. I, I've, I've watched almost every single one for the past like five seasons because, as someone who has huh. to work in that industry, I'm baffled at how they get 
great interviews out of guys because they set up a bunch of like the coaches know they're there, but they set up a combination of like actual canned interviews. And then they have all these like hidden cameras all over the place. And you see what goes on inside of someone who's like, man, this kid's really good, man. I really like his heart, but like he just is not, he's not up to the standard. And then you get to know these guys over this like five episode arc. And then you go on Monday and you're like, they released that guy. You're like, oh, but I love that guy. You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, that's that's pro sports. Um, and you're watching pro. it spell out in ESPN. Like, you know, like it's it's pretty tight. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You get yeah, to yeah, know yeah, the people and out. like that's pretty cool. They trade them and you're like, dude, I was just watching them. I love that player or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's crazy because like NFL just started on Sunday. And one of the guys who was like a prominent point of the show, that's the rookie that basically just got invited. And, you know, they kind of focus on the guys who are like the personalities of the bunches. Um, but this dude straight up got a start on our like defensive line, which is like kind of crazy for a couple, you know, we have a couple of really young guys that are on the line. So like from a production standpoint, that's amazing. Uh, non-realistic stuff. Um, I, I think I'm enjoying, uh, house of the dragon. Um, I'm trying to figure out if the reason why I liked game of Thrones so much is because it wasn't like, I think the fandom I tweeted about this, please don't at me. Um, <laughs> but I said, I said, part of the reason why I like Game of Thrones is because if you remember, there were slow episodes in Game of Thrones that developed the reason why we hated some of these characters so much. But now everyone's attention span is like, dude, there's like eight dragons in this show. I want to see a dragon every episode. I'm like, that's stupid. Like, that's dumb, dude. We can't. The, the reason we liked Game of Thrones is because we didn't dragons. know. That's what I want to watch. That's yeah. why I stopped watching Game of, Game Not of Thrones. Not enough dragons, man. I want to see Dragon Battle. <laughs> I don't need a 40-hour movie. With butt cheeks. No, Dude, my, cheeks. Thing, my, my thing is, though, mm. is that like it got, it got to the point where the fans were so vocal about being like, we don't want people double-crossing each other. We want, like, we want action. And I, I'm like, I hear you. I hear you. And then we got to the last season of game of thrones and we got to the the battle of winterfell and i was like i feel like i'm watching a freaking marvel show like half the characters have plot armor and you know here's the sea of undead dudes running through tr killing everybody and nobody died and people were like rolling over zombies and i'm just like this is so not game of thrones um and i feel like i'm like i'm enjoying this show but you know it's like you can literally see like the amount of dragons in the show, the fans are happy. Then they like have people talking to say, set up the plot. And people are like, this show is boring. And I'm sitting here being like this. It makes me more so very concerned yeah. for Andor because Andor like is based on no dragons, no dragons. There's not, there are no dragons in Andor. Um, not even a quick, but no, dragon. no, but like, like part of one of the showrunners for Andor was, was from a show called the Americans. And if you watch the American, did anyone watch the Americans? Yeah, that's the uh, Soviet kind of, or, yeah. or is that the Russian? Oh, or, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. You're right. Right. It's it's a deep cover Soviet couple. Yeah. Okay. In the in the height of the Red Scare, and the their neighbor across the street is a counter terrorist CIA agent. The yeah. tension in this show is incredible, and I'm like, that's what we need. Like, that's why people are so excited about it. But I get mm -hmm. worried that people are going to be like. 
there's too much talky talky. I want to see X wings. And I'm like, that's not what you, you, you just asked for grown up star Wars. Well, guess what? Grown up star Wars, grown ups talk. We don't just like hit each other with baseball. (laughs) We pay our taxes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I'm trying to figure this out and you know what? Totally topically. I'm loving she Hulk. Super fun. Super topical. Yes. It's fun. People are mad about it, which makes me like it more. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm I'm enjoying the show from being like, it's the funnest 28 minutes I get a week. I'm like, guess what? Non-consequential, couple funny jokes, couple of girl power jokes, which I don't understand, but I'm sure someone out there does. Love it. <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. That God, Mike, I used to love you. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, I watched Thor Love and Thunder. Thought that was fine. Oof. There we go. I'm not fucking with you now, Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought it was the best one. Uh, I want to. I, I do. I, I do want to say this though. I think. I think. Uh, I think there's two camps. I think there's two. That mic sucks too. Too Stephen. Throw that thing in the trash. I saw the print lines too. Look like crap. Um, wow. 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 We went there. Right. Not I'm gonna end this enough, right baby. Here. Wow. Drive has ended. Steven, take it it's away. Hot. <laughs> it's hot. Oh, man. For your information, the stinger of a Yalvet queen is a delicacy on some planets. <laughs> okay, so that was that was Tech's intro. So, but is this is this my segment? Am I is Echo taking over this week? Echo, you got it, my brother. All right, so Mike, the great Mike Forrester, as you all know, at the end of every episode of the Armor Party show, uh, Mike does a lightning round with his guests, and we couldn't let Mike off the hook, but we're going to do it Dad Batch style. (laughs) So here we go. You're on the spot, buddy. Here we go. On the spot. Keeping in mind that you have a wife and six-year-old daughter to take care of, what Star Wars profession would you choose to help bring home the Ronto bacon? You know what? I feel like I feel like a a damn consistent job in the Star Wars universe is being a shipbuilder. I mean, if you think about it at the height of the operation, like dude, if you were a shipbuilder on Corellia, the Empire was like the money good, the money's good, the money spends, you can just keep building these star destroyers, we are good. We got this long form project coming up. If we can get the funds called the final order, we got to build like 10 million of these things. So why don't you just keep them building, bring on the Ronto. You're good, man. So I, I think like, are, you, are you welding? Are you engineering? What are you doing? I, I think like, I, I want to believe that at some point, maybe I was, he's doing whatever. Yeah. Pays. I'm like, I'm like, maybe I'm like, I'm like, Hey, is there anything I can um, do to be creative? I want to say that I'd be a Corellian shipbuilder and I would be doing something creative. And then like Moloch would pop up. What are you a creative? It's Corellia shit in a bag and eat it. Okay. Sounds good. So I would just think I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm punching rivets. That's all I'm doing. Dude, you answered so punching fast. Rivets. I know. Yeah, so it was a great answer. Not, and not what I saw coming. That, that, that makes sense. So with those hard earned CNR systems, shipbuilder credits, you're taking the family on a vacation to any planet. In the Star Wars galaxy, where are you going? I would love to explore the shores of Takodana. I think Naboo is like, I don't, like I said, I'm a humble man. <laughs> I'd show up in Naboo and people would be like, oh, you must have gotten lost. 
But you show up to Takadana <laughs> and uh, and you're like, you know, there's a castle over there. It's got a lot of flags on it, a lot of scumbags in that place. They'd be like, okay, well, you know, the, the shores, the shores are lovely. You can go play with your daughter down there. And if you want to come up here and wager your entire daughter's college fund on a game of cards up here, you can do that too. And I'm just the kind of person that would be like, let me, let me think about that. Because I'm enticed. But my wife is here, and she'll probably tell me no. So I would say Takadana. All right. So we all know that having kids means there's no such thing as traveling light when you're on vacation. So knowing that you have to have room for the family and all of the stuff that goes with it, which Star Wars vehicle is your go-to ride for your vacation to Takadana? It's a great question, and I want to always believe that I would fly the, 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 the most handsome, fastest hunk of junk in the planet, but let's be real. That is for a couple of people in Star Wars, and that's not me. So I would say anything along the lines of a Razor Crest style. It's very practical. It's a very functional very dad vehicle. It's basically a minivan. It's not cool enough to be an SUV. It's ba- enough okay. that, like, if you were to run from the space cops, Carson Teva, it's like an RV. Wolf, they look over at you and go, Where is that guy going in that thing? Because they know you're not. You're not going anywhere. Exactly. Right. So I would say. And you know what's so good about that answer is you could carbon freeze your kid if they're just yapping and won't shut up. (laughs) And then wake them up later. Wow. Wake wake them up later at the end of the trip and they're like, they don't even have to say that are we there yet. Your vision will come back soon. (laughs) Right. My final answer. <laughs> okay. So while you are gambling away your daughter's college money on vacation in Takadana, you're contacted by everyone's favorite Trandoshan barkeep slash informant, Sid, for a quick job that's just too good to pass up. If you can only take just one member of the Bad Batch with you to ensure a successful mission, who would it be and why? You know, as a guy who's been 5'8 most of my life, uh, I generally have had the have have had a very strong mindset of uh, talk and get hit, but that ne- the second part never really happened enough that I stopped doing the first part. So usually, what happens is I bring someone who's bigger than me, so that I can be like, "Listen, if you don't like what I'm saying, talk to my large friend there." But that's who everyone has to put up with what I'm saying. But that's everyone on the <laughs> so bench. I, it, it, it really is. Oh. It is. It is. Sorry, but I think sorry. everyone knows that if you walk into a bar and you're like, listen, I'm ready to flip tables here. And if you have a problem with that, take it up with Wrecker. And you come over and be like, what do you need me to do? Yeah. Let's blow something up. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I, I need some muscle. I'm, <laughs> nice, Steven. I'm, I'm Italian. Everyone, everyone knows you gotta have you gotta have a little muscle on a job, right? So that's I'm saying, bring Wrecker along. I can talk for myself, but I need Wrecker to come in and be like, "All right, just officially hit the fan. Do your thing." <laughs> it's a spicy at the bottom. Okay, last question. And hearkening back to the first question, but now let's think about your daughter June. As fathers, all we ever want is to see our kids have it better than we did when they grow up. So in about 10 or so years, in a proud space daddy moment, your daughter comes up to you and says, I've decided what I want to do with my life. I'm going to be a what? I'm going to be part of the Guevarian death gang. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, 
I support this 100%. He's a CRL fan. Tell that to Country be, Club. <laughs> I'd be like, what? How did you? What? I'd be like, first of all, that little like, first freak. Of all, how do you see out of that helmet? Because Daddy wants to try that on. This is like pre squid. It's pre squid game. Squid game. Um, I I feel like realistically that would be like awesome for a guy from Corelli to be like, my daughter's off running with mercenaries, just frying people across the outer rim. Um. You know, just because I think in general, I think we all want to see our kids be able to navigate the world that's even going to be crazier than the one we already live in. So there's a part of me that's like, if my daughter is enough to go chase down people who knowingly have Rathtars uh, in their in their cargo hold, and they're like, oh, no, no, we need those back. I'm kind of like, that's pretty badass. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking at that saying, you know, my daughter might be a complete badass and you know she doesn't have to be morally gray she can just straight up be bad that's fine i don't care <laughs> i asked her, i gave her two lightsabers and i was like what color do you like and i was like you know the blue one is really cool she just turned up the red one and was like oh i like this one and i was like oh it's over Anakin. you are like a daughter to me <laughs> she she chose her side she chose her side echo i don't have a choice so good. All right. Nice. Thank you, Mike, for answering those questions. Those are amazing answers. So, and thank you for being on the show. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. That was awesome. It's a pleasure to be here with all you guys. I've, I, I, I'm laughing at a, at a variety of different things, but first of all, you're going to get people on this show. I'm all incredibly intimidated by how motivated you guys are to all build independently. You're all great customers. Let me just say that as the host of a costuming podcast. Uh, and then I come on here and I'm like, everyone's got like, you guys are so into this that you all geeked out and completely tricked out your microphones. I'm like, this is an intimidating bunch to hang with. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like coming on here being like, I don't even know what, I don't even know if I've built a costume before. I got six of them sitting up in the garage, but I don't even know if I've done it <laughs> is, when I compare myself wait, to you guys. <laughs> wait, Tech, is that actually lit up? The light's lit up. Oh you see my what I'm talking gosh. This is what I mean. <laughs> This is what I mean. This is an intimidating bunch. I hope any this guest that's stupid. listening to this is like, ah, these guys are serious, man. Yeah, but look, none of them has a removable it fire just, punch. Okay, go ahead. Pull it out. Pull it out. Flex on it, Cook. There you go. Oh, my gosh. No, dude. In in all honesty, though, uh, Mike, you you guys, uh, uh, you know this. We all uh, think you're the bee's knees, and uh, I don't even think we'd probably be doing this if it wasn't for what you guys do over at the Armor Party. Very true. And um, I've listened to Thank the Maker Pod and, and some of those as well. But um, you're a freaking absolute pro at this, and I know we draw a ton of inspiration, definitely, uh, from what you do. I'm super stoked that. Uh, that you have a new season, which has yeah, been yeah. awesome um, to listen to. Thank you, Chris, and then Stevie, and then um, you got—I can't—I don't know her real name. I'll yeah. just call her Star. Uh, Star on <laughs> coming up soon. Um, so yeah, man, I just—I I definitely wanted to say that that I was super excited you were going to be on today. I wasn't supposed to be here, yeah, and I'm baby. here, and I'm stoked because uh, I always appreciate a time when we get to drink beer and 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 talk talk shiza to each other i was so. super geeked to shiza. be able to hang with everyone in, in celebration i feel like i'm going to be chasing that high for for until when it comes back stateside because i'm going to disney uh like a month before celebration mm -hmm. and i was like you know i just don't Oof. and uh, we all got kids right so like there's kind of like that thing where you're like oh sick like 
I can't. Yeah. I, I don't know if I even want to fathom this conversation. It'd be like, hey, babe, I know we just spent $10,000 at yeah. Disney. What if dad spends $3,000 by himself and goes to London with his nerdy friends? So I'm going to avoid that one. Um, yeah. But I, I think. That's only one echo. Here's what I'm saying. I feel like if they're, 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 the the process of everyone building costumes like i the thing that justin sonfield said to me the the ceo of the 501st he would continually remind me this is because of star wars the reason we all know each other is because of star wars the reason that we've been able to work on shows and 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 have these opportunities is because we've loved star wars and i would say if anything post pandemic that's been the coolest part of what this is all unveiled for us we're getting new Star Wars content. That's great. We all love Star Wars. But like, is this community not just been a complete lifesaver in terms of like our mental creativity, our desire to want to keep building, our challenges that like we're like, you know, having we're having content podcasts because of how rad this community is. We're all a part of that. And I just keep feeling like it just motivates me to keep being fresh and keep having this hobby that isn't uh, this passive as we get older, it gets hard for us to make new friends because sometimes we're like, I have friends. I don't want to make new friends. I want to just hang with the ones I already have this community for dads, for other guys, for women, whoever's involved. Like this has been a complete lifesaver for yeah. us as we escape our <laughs> boring ass day jobs. You know what I mean? I, I truly mean that. So yep. I just come back yeah. to being like star Wars is amazing. Um, Without it, we wouldn't know each other in many ways. I think that's incredible. So yeah. uh, I'm I'm honored to be a part of this community and stoked to be like that. I know that if I'm like I'm gonna go to a con, the fact that some of you guys are gonna be able to be, to be there, I'm like, dude, sign me up. So I'm I'm all about it, boys. I'm all about the dad batch. Well, guys, that pretty much does it for episode seven. Thank you for listening to us. If you like what we do, give us a good review on your podcast app. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to grow it over there. We don't know what we're doing, but go check out some new videos. Oh, and go check out the new unboxing video that uh, Ramey put up. You can email us questions at dadbatchpod at gmail.com. You can follow me at Stevie Kicks on all the socials. John, where can people find you? Alpha Ignition everywhere. Joe, how do people find you? Tech.badbatch. Brian? Dad.bane. <laughs> How was your first follower? What's up, man? <laughs> it's live. How was your first follower? Ramey, where can people find you? Uh, thedadbatch.com. And Mike, how can people find you? And find me over talking costumes with all you dudes until we get the other two members of the Dad Batch on at Armor Party Show on Instagram. And you can find me at Hondo Supply on Twitter, where I'm giving hot takes about stuff that people don't want to hear about star wars i'm also making i follow you on twitter yeah yeah i got a i got a couple followers over them spitting a couple things yeah uh, but you can also find me making all kinds of counterfeit things for the galaxy at hondo supply on instagram as well thank you again guys for listening to the dad batch podcast and until next time enjoy your spice responsibly